Hey friend, have you ever been so busy, so stressed out that it derails your health, your well-being, but you just have to keep going? Well, I've been there and I learned some valuable lessons that I'm applying today. But before we go there, my name is Cynthia and I'm the writer at SimpleCynthia.com and we spread hope online one word at a time. Okay, so you and I have been through seasons where we've been just so busy and stress is just not playing any games with us. Maybe you're in that season now. Looking back, there were lessons I learned that are useful in very busy seasons of my life. Usually the spring is super busy for my family. I dare to say it's one of the busiest seasons of the year for us. And now that I've learned all those lessons um, in a more peaceful season of life, I'm still using those tools that I learned through the struggle, through going through stressful times. And friends, I was so stressed that there was one time I woke up and I was shaking. That never happened to me before. It didn't feel good. I knew then that I needed to fix something. And some of the solutions I came up with, I still use in order to not only survive, but to thrive in life. So let's talk about the first one. The first one I call create space daily for God. Create space daily for God. God in his infinite wisdom has given us 24 hours and we are the masters of our time. We have no control over how it goes by, like time keeps going. That's the way that God designed it. But I can decide what I do with my time. So I need to create space daily for God. I start there because I believe that God is the anchor of my soul. He is the one that is going to give me wisdom to get through the stressful and busy times. So the space I learned to create is during the day, is in the morning. First thing I do when I wake up after I dress and I'm ready to go for the day is I pray. I pray as long as it takes. Sometimes I pray longer than other days and I read my Bible. And that's a habit that I insist in having because I believe that the knowledge of God helps me to make sense of life. Without it, I just don't have a lot of direction. I don't have encouragement. And honestly, if I want to serve God, I need to know what he requires. I need to know him. And that's the way that I do it. I know that when we are busy, usually our devotional time kind of goes by the wayside, as people say. But if we create space daily for God, we can make sure that we are anchored in Him. When we are busy, I think it is quite delusional to say, I'm going to spend the first six hours of the day just praying and reading my Bible. If you can do that, you know, more power to you. I can't because I'm married. I have kids. I'm very grateful for my family. I care for them. I'm working full-time and I have other responsibilities. So the first six hours of my day are pretty busy. But when I create space daily for God, I set aside some time to pray and to read the Bible. I would start, like if you are at zero minutes right now, I would start with five minutes and see how much more time you can carve from that. I will be very honest and tell you that if you have time for TikTok, you have time for God. 
If you have time for Instagram and Facebook, certainly you have time for God. So social media consumption is uh, something you can cut down and invest in time that you spend with God. I am a fan of the morning because I'm a morning person, but one of my mentors taught me that if I read before I go to sleep, that really benefits me because you sleep happy. <laughs> I had another mentor. She said, I don't know if she was having problems sleeping, but she said she just put on numbers and she said she, when she realized what was happening, she was snoring so loud. So she's like, girl, that stuff is so peaceful. But anywho, um, we can all create space daily for God because we create space daily for other things. It takes the desire, the decision, and the determination to do it. And you have these three things. I believe you have all these three things if you choose so. All right, so the topic is some tools that we can use when we're super busy. So the first one we just covered is creating space daily for God. The second tool that I learned during that super busy time is weekly preparation. I prepare my laundry weekly. What I mean is I do laundry and then I set my outfits for work. Everything that I'm going to need from shoes and if I want to, like jewelry, everything is ready to roll. So every week. So it saves me a lot of time looking for what I want to wear every day. I also do the same thing when it comes to workout clothes. I prep them every week and I set out five outfits or four or three or whatever I want to do that week. And it just cuts down on the excuses not to exercise. Another thing that I prep every week are meals for my family. I prep a big batch of food on the weekend and throughout the week. We already know what we're going to have. We know what we're going to eat out and it makes those busy weeks easier. It helps us to be filled with better nutrients and it all, all it takes is just that weekly preparation. It is not luxurious and it does not make it for good Instagram pictures, I tell you that much. I, I used to post, I don't do it anymore, but I used to post pictures of me not me so much, but like dirty dishes and my hashtag was glam life. Cause I was just like, people are not really showing what is done, like in a household, you know, um, every day. So this prep week stuff, like you doing laundry, getting your outfits together, it makes it for bad Instagram moments, but I'm telling you, it will bless you because the amount of time and effort you're going to save throughout the course of the week is going to be pretty fabulous. So. Take that into consideration. One thing that I advise you to do is take it slow and start small. I never, and I can say never, I never prep seven days worth of food. I go for three or four because I feel like it gives me enough benefit to take me to a Thursday when like I'm not as tired, believe it or not, like come Thursday I'm not as tired and I'm more willing to do some vegetable chopping or just to cook something for Thursday and Friday because the first three days of the week were covered so for me three or four days of prep work better than seven days also my people enjoy being spontaneous during the weekend 
And one of the things that I'm trying to cut down by prepping food and by thinking through my menu is on food waste. So three or four days really work for me. So just find out what works for you, okay? Also, what I do is nightly lists. What are those? I have notebooks by my bed and when I am chronically busy, I write down everything I need to do the following day. It gives me release from stress. It helps me to set my mind on the tasks, on the tasks of the next day. When I started this practice, I had too much on my plate. I was in transition. It, it, I just had a lot going on and I don't wish what I experienced on anybody. It was unnecessary and it was my choice. And I felt like I had to finish, which I did, by the grace of God. So this nightly list practice came out of a season that I felt like that was my way of covering everything, taking care of everything, because it was a lot. And it was pretty, pretty nutso at the time. Now that things are way more peaceful, and more like I'm more at ease I've learned a lot from life this nightly lists actually are a good thing I do them every night for example earlier this week my list included things I needed to donate and I realized that I had not put down a list of cleaning that needed to be done throughout the week so I wrote that down some nights are a little bit more inspirational. If, let's say, I don't have a super heavy, super busy day, and there was a day I'm looking at my uh, list right now, I wrote, dreams come true. So I wrote down, <laughs> I wrote down everything I wanna do in the gym one day, like my, my goals. So, and then I was super sleepy and fell asleep after that. But you can make that whatever you want to. But the initial, purpose of having a nightly list was to write down the things I needed to do the following day. When I write my nightly list, oftentimes the tasks for the next day happen because I don't know what it does to my brain, but it's, it's pretty cool. So if you feel like you have a busy day or if you just want to give this a try, just to give you some extra boost and motivation for what you have to do for the next morning, just try this nightly list. Okay. The next thing I want to say, because at the time of this recording, we are at Lent slash Easter season, is to remember the season. And no matter what season of the year you're going through, I think you can do that. But just to speak a little bit more about Easter, it is the busiest season of the year for us. It is the most festive, one of the most meaningful seasons of the year because of our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. We have the risk of forgetting the reason for the season and just getting so busy after concerts, costumes, kids' final exams, banquets, gifts for the teachers, teacher appreciation, egg rolls, pictures with the Easter bunny, and we forget about Christ's victory 
and resurrection on the cross. When the kids were little, we would go through 40 days of devotionals with them. Now that we're bigger, I'll be honest with you, there aren't, I didn't look for devotionals that are 40 days for twins. And I'm sure that some of you are just like, want to write one. <laughs> I could, um, if I wasn't writing everything else. But what we do now to remember the season is what I used, what I started doing when they were little. I just get the Bible and I read. This morning, I was just like, man, we have to do this. We have to remember the season. We've been busy. Jesus, we remember you. We're praying every day. We just haven't done a lot of uh, Easter focused stuff as a group. So you know what I did? People were just getting ready for school, packing lunches, finishing breakfast, drinking coffee. And I just read out loud what I was reading. It was lovely. It took a total of four minutes. Everybody was encouraged. I believe that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So our faith and our hearts were encouraged and we moved on with our day. So remembering the season doesn't have to be perfect. There's no way I'm going to do a craft with my kids because I'm so busy right now. Actually, some like crafts. I'm the one that doesn't. So um, I'm just not going to put that burden on myself. I might just provide the snacks and just watch them do it. But um, we're so busy that like coming up with a craft and coming up with a book is just going to kind of put my list that's already full over the top. So I can simply remember Jesus. I can grab the Bible, I can read the scriptures, and I can take some time to wonder at the victory of the cross. I can take some time to talk to the kids and to listen to them about how wonderful our Savior is and how grateful we are for Jesus' victory, okay? So remember the season, but don't stress out. Really don't, because I'm not planning to. And I don't think God wants us to. I think this is another podcast. Um, I grew up in Brazil, and our Easter traditions are very different than the way I've seen it observed in America. One of my pet peeves when I came to America was that you had to have, and I was a poor college grad student, you had to have uh, new clothes, at least that's what I was understanding of the culture, to go to church on Easter. And <laughs> I was on the struggle bus and I was just like, I don't think that's in the Bible. Like, why is this a big deal? I remember just battling with that stuff for such a long time. And um, I learned to just look at the scriptures, just to enjoy the simplicity and the wonder and the marvelous work of Jesus and to separate that from cultural experiences. Because I tell you what, those cultural experiences, I wasn't planning on saying this, but I guess we're in this topic now, so let's finish. Those cultural experiences, I don't care if you're in Brazil, if you're in the UK, if you're in the US, they will stress you out. So brother and sister, if I can do without the cultural stuff, I will embrace the gospel all the time because it is simple, it is mysterious, it is wonderful, and it is free. So we're going to stop right there. But remember the season and remember <laughs> that the biblical account, the wonder of the cross, all the work that Jesus has done, his victory is, is free and it is by grace and it is wonderful. 
And if he took away your burden, you shouldn't get some crazy cultural burden and put it in your neck. And I'm going to stop right there on that subject. Okay. All right. So, um, the topic, going back to our topic, sorry about that, is to some tools and just some practices to help you through and help me through very difficult seasons or very busy seasons. So creating space daily for God, prep week, nightly lists, remembering the season is what we just talked about. And two extra things for you. Uh, one, I think I mentioned in the previous podcast episode, I freed up 48 hours of my week to be without social media, the top social media um, platforms that I use. As you probably know, I'm in everything, but I use some more than others. I literally delete the thing from my phone, so I don't have like that temptation to go back and to look at it. I just delete it, and I have found so much freedom. So if you're busy, and I recommend you to do that. And I know there's a very small amount of my listening audience that it is your job. It is your bread and butter. I bet you it ain't 24 hours, uh, 24-7, you know, that you're doing that. Because it is my job too. And I can afford to be without it for 48 hours. I gain a lot. So if you're chronically busy, erase those top two social media apps from your phone. And I guarantee you, your peace is going to increase. Your joy is going to increase. You're going to be more present in your life. And to me, that's worth being um, without the cat videos for 48 hours or whatever is your thing to look at. Last but not least, one of my things that I want to do this year and I'm fighting to do is is kind of like in the same vein there less consumption and more creation the way the apps the digital world is done it is all focused on consumption is all focused on not allowing us to think i don't want that for myself and i don't want that for you so i decided you know what let me consume less and let me create more so by the grace of god i was able to publish a book this year an ebook and I am determined by the summer to finish another book that I have been working on for quite a while. The book is almost ready and I've been telling y'all, it's almost ready, it's almost ready. Um, I'm determined to finish it by this summer. So there you go, you have, a, you have a date. One of the best ways for me to make that happen is by consuming less and creating more. So if I'm not just constrained by mindless scrolling which I've blogged about quite a bit like it's quite the fight for me I can create more I can have creativity I can share good ideas and I can do what I tell you is one of my goals for my blog which is to spread hope online I know this was like a lot but I pray that it was encouraging for you I pray that it gave you some ideas on how to thrive during busy times and just not survive. You're made to thrive and you have what it takes. This is your friend Sincho with SimpleSincho.com. We'll spread hope online one word at a time. Bye.